All right, and welcome to the Eagle's Nest. This is episode three, and this is Bob Allersmeyer, eighth grade writing, and we are interviewing the very first teacher on the podcast, and I hope to um, showcase people behind the scenes, you know, um, janitors, cooks, office workers, you know, just people everybody sees but doesn't get to know much about them, maybe, um, or they see them in the hall and just, who is that? And so we tell stories. Um, and so we are interviewing uh, Corey Ziliak. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. And you're a sixth grade science, correct? Correct. Correct. And you've been here? I've been at Indian Springs for, this is my second year. Okay. And uh, prior to this, I was at Mary Raber for 16 years. 16. And then at Coessie for one. So you've been in the corporation, just not necessarily here. Yeah, so this is my first year here, obviously. And... Uh, yeah, you were one of the first people that came up and, and welcomed me. Well, we and do have a personal connection. Well, I guess we do have that. We do have that. We've known well, each yeah. other since high school. Probably. Right? Yeah. So I started. Uh, we were Wildcat. Well, oh. no, we in high school. Yeah, I was a well, Okay, back it up. Uh, there's a baseball program in Fort Wayne called Wildcat Baseball. It's a nonprofit. Everybody makes the team. And I was a coach in New Haven. And I did six years. And so I went from like 94 to 2000, I think was my last year. And I was a director of my last year. And you did. You weren't on a diamond, but you... No, I worked in the office. My dad thought it necessary that I have a summer job to earn some income. But <laughs> you sat in the air condition. I did, I did. I did, and I got to empathize, or not emphasize, but emphasize, but... The right. covered in sweat. Oh my gosh. And dirt. And dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it was the the best uh, we called them farmer tans because yeah. we had the, the shirts and so we'd roll them up. And the watch. And the watch. The socks, because we had the little booty socks, because you didn't want to have them up here. Mm -hmm. So when you get so much dirt in three or four games, you take the sock off and it, your feet were so white that it looked oh, it was it was just gross. And you wore the span jeans, the oh biker gosh. shorts. That's right. Like a four-inch in they would be dress code violations oh, here. Oh, for sure. But now, because sure. my kids have played off and on over the last few years, you know, it's down to their knees. So they're going to have crazy Although, farmer tans. Basketball shorts are, I feel, getting shorter and shorter and shorter. You think they're coming back down? Oh, yeah. No, I think they're going back up. You're back basketball up? Basketball shorts Okay. Because I remember they were short when we were growing up, and then mm -hmm. Michigan and the Fab Five, Juwan. they got down, Juwan Howard and Chris Weber. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and Jalen. And, but they went down, and then... It's been just really baggy, but I have noticed you know, some game on, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh, short, short, short. Like, that seems a little too short, but that's after 20-some years of too long, too long. And so. speaking of shorts as well, Adidas, I noticed, on their basketball shorts, has started to put the logo on the back. I told some kid in the hallway the other day that you put his shorts on backwards, backwards and he corrected me and told yeah. me that now the cool thing is so if you ever see that, don't tell them their shorts are on back. Got it. I wonder why they do that. To sell more shorts. Well, because if the ones on the front go out of style, then you can't wear them anymore. So now you've got to buy it with it on the back. Got it. So strange. So strange. It's like when the, the NFL, whether it goes from Nike or to Reebok or Adidas, then they and have to champion. sell brand new stuff. Where champion. Did champion come from? That was popular champion? when I was little. Do you remember Starter? Yes. Starter. Sorry, we're just going down memory lane here. We'll come back to education <laughs> in a moment. But but I literally have from my middle school years an IU starter jacket, the big puppy, you know, the crisscross, you know, all those guys. And my son wears it. 
he wears it to middle school. And really? So, yeah. And so that's a 30-year jump, you know, that I kind of weird that I still had it. But it was always in good shape and good condition. Now he's wearing it. Like, yeah. Well, they get like some it. money for that. Right? Oh, so, hey, yeah. hold on to it for five more years. More. And they'll be back. Yeah, once be it, back. Yeah, once it goes away, it'll be vintage again. Um, well, yeah, so we can have that connection. Um, did you grow up playing sports? Do you still watch sports? I did. I grew up, um, I played soccer at okay. Carroll. I went to Carroll High School. Um, and I ran track. That was kind of my thing, was running. Um, uh, short? This, okay. So high jumper and a sprinter. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I had broken the high jump record at Carroll. Oh, wow. And then my sister came along. Um, three years later and broke my record and she still has it. Oh, my wow. husband and I were just at Carol a couple of weeks ago and I went and looked and her record is still up there. So that would have been, she graduated 2000, 2000. Did she call you that night after it happened? No, she did not. No? She's she had to have like rubbed. That. She's not like She that. never once she's rubbed not, it in. She's, that's not her thing. Interesting. She, she also is 5'10". She's a very tall. Oh. But watching her jump was incredible. Yeah. Cause just very elegant. So long. It is. Yeah. I did, uh, I did sixth grade. I was in track, and I did high jump. And I remember the one ma uh, meet that I went to, I jumped at Homestead, and I hit my head on the, on the bar. I had to get stitches and everything, and I didn't jump anymore. I just stayed to sprints, and I ran varsity sprints. But, uh, no, I... I loved it, and my son's going to start up doing it for uh, Woodside this year, so that will be interesting. You know, I've seen lots of people miss the um, mat completely, oh go right off the side, and hit that, uh, the bars. Yeah, that's what I hit. Just, I had a, probably still have a scar there somewhere. And spiked themselves. There was one girl that spiked herself um, in the head because she you know, was going backwards. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those people that with, with the long legs that just – Gallop, you know, they just stride and oh, just I know. It's, it's so fluid, effortless. Yes, so that's really cool, really cool. Um, so, do you do uh, watch any sports? Favorite um, anything nowadays? I like Notre Dame football. Okay, it's my jam, and I like the Cubs. Cubbies. Yes, my dad likes the Cubs, and so that's our annual trip every year. We go to Chicago. Nice. To watch a Cubs game. Any particular matchups you go for? Does no. it have to be the well, cards he, or something? He actually got drafted um, out of college by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. And so he, so I try to make it, try to get a Pirates game. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was a really long time ago, but yeah, he got drafted. He, um, he did. He was sliding into his very. This is so movie. Sliding into his um, the the no, he was catcher mm. and very last game of his senior year. Somebody was running in, and he kneeled down to to stop them, and they pleated and ripped his knee up, oh. and so he had to go in and get like surgery to replace everything that was in there because it was ripped so badly, and so he wasn't able to um, to do his dream. No, he was not. But I, we had, he has the letter. He has the letter framed that you know the invitation come to yeah. you know the camp, and I guess he went to the camp to go into the minor league. So wow, I wonder what. You know, maybe you wouldn't oh, be know. here. I would, you know, yeah. The life, gosh, was that the domino, domino yes. effect, butterfly effect, something like that. Um, yeah. So Cubs, that's good. Cubs, fine. I'm a White Sox fan, but I grew up a Cubs in the '80s, and the White Sox drafted Frank Thomas, and I just instantly fell in love with the White Sox. And it turned out my dad was a White Sox fan when he was younger. He never said that. Huh. It was just always me, whatever sport I, you know, liked or whatever team I liked. Um. A little bit more about you. Sure. 
Um, can you name just a couple? I have three down here, but it doesn't have to be three. But non-parents that have really had an influence in your life, maybe education, um, anything non else? Non-parents, because that's that's the easy that's answer. That's what I was gonna go with. You I got know. me. Um, I didn't really think about that because those would be my biggest influences yeah. for sure. How about the, you got into education? Have you always wanted to be a teacher? No, I didn't. Okay. I wanted to be a police officer. Fantastic. <laughs> Why? Uh, probably because it was glamorized on movies and yeah. TV shows. Can you think of one in particular that you just saw so many times? You're like, that's me. I detect more, more like a detect towards detect. I want to be okay. a detective. Yeah. Yeah, I was obsessed. My aunt is a um, psychological tester for the Witness Protection Program, and her. In order for me to get to that level, I had to be a police officer first before you could okay. do that. But she flies around the country. She doesn't know where she's going. Um, she can't wear anything to stand out um, when she's on the airplane. They, she doesn't. They they really don't tell her where she's going until right beforehand. She packs a bag, flies out. They fly her. You know, and they fly to witnesses wherever, and she mm -hmm. interviews them, and she decides where the best placement would be for them. And then she flies back, and she can't live in the same place for more than I think it's like six or seven months at a time, because if she were to get taken, I mean, she knows where all of these people right. are at, and she um, she doesn't know any of their names. They just they go with a number. They yeah. give her a number. And then I How exciting! I know she's lived in some really cool places. For six or seven months. Yeah. And then yeah, and something she new. Moves it. Obviously, you know, you, she didn't have a family. It's yeah. just her. That would be one but. of the drawbacks, I guess. But it's, that was not of interest. Yeah. I had, I had my kids young. I, I didn't always want to be a teacher. I want to be a sports broadcaster. So my degree throughout you was sports broadcasting. And I, uh, I was just telling <laughs> podcaster number two this, this morning. Um, you know, it was my internship. I got married. And I still had a year of school left. And uh, we were down in Indy, and I went to the ABC affiliate, and I was there all day and night Friday, all day and night Saturday, and all day and night Sunday to get my internship done. This was right after I got married. And everybody there was just miserable and sniping and horrible family life. I'm like, I just got married. I'm going to want to have a family. Mm -hmm. So I decided to leave sports just, you know, which was a passion of mine and uh, still is, but realized that's not going to work. So I wanted something uh a little bit better. And then I came back to, well, what have I enjoyed? And the movie store or Wildcat? And then I thought of Wildcat and the reasons that I really enjoyed it and the, the ages of the kids. And um, so that was my switch. So it, I, a lot of my friends who are teachers, like, I always wanted to be a teacher. I always felt bad. I'm like, no, oh, it never was a dream of mine. My mom was an educator and a principal and stuff in town, or Fort Wayne, not Columbia City. And um, it was just kind of a natural, let's go here, so I've been doing that ever since. But uh, yeah, I do, I don't regret it, but that would have just been exciting. Yeah. And now spring training starts this week, and I'm just thinking if I had gone that route and just the excitement every year, and oh, just gives me Hey, you still can, you're young. I, <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. But uh, with my kids, it's a little bit Challenging. Maybe when they get through, get through school. Yeah. See, my son's. I'm a freshman in sixth grade, so about seven years, and he'll be done. And then maybe, maybe we'll see. Um. So you said you went to Carroll. I did. Um. College. 
Upon graduating, you went to Ball State University to, to major in elementary education. So, so there wasn't even a cop. Uh, no, my parents idea. squashed that. Oh. <laughs> they told me I needed to pick a. Um, they they're both educators, and so they kind of guided me slash forced me to make a selection, and that was mm -hmm. what I went with. So yeah. So kind of forced, prodded, passive-aggressively encouraged? Yes, and I was bit. not excited, not excited at all. Um, and the kids that I dealt with my first couple of years there were the Burris kids. Um, and the Burris, kid, Burris is a laboratory school okay. that all the professors from Ball State's kids go to. It's a pretty prestigious place to go, but they were used to seeing um, college kids in and out, and mm. so it wasn't as much of a... Um, a unique experience where you know where they love on the student teachers and they love on the people who come in. Sure. It was kind of like, eh, yeah, you need to prove yourself, which was good in a way because it, it got me right. ready for the real but life. But it's a different but vibe than what yes, we all had when yes. student teachers come in. Um, and then I guess over time, then I started to get into some of the rougher schools that were in Muncie, and, and that was there, and you can just see how much you make a difference in their lives yeah. by little things. And I fell in love with it. Awesome. I went the secondary route because I, I kept thinking the older kids, I just think I'll gel better with them. And I went to a high school, it was, a, a, I guess, as inner city as Fort Wayne can be, and I was in there. And uh, it was great. It was ninth grade, but it was real, real challenging, and I liked it. And I, just like you said, you made a good connection. And then I went to a middle school up around Northrop, uh, Shawnee, mm -hmm. and the vibe there was just so quiet. It was just so obviously a stark contrast. Um, but I remember giving a spelling test, and you know, here's the word, and then I, I used to just make up sentences, examples, you know, because I didn't want to read the generic ones. And there was one that I wish I knew it; it'd be a better story. But I just, it was funny, and I said it, and nobody laughed. I go, stop. I said, put the pencils down. I said, this, if you remember what I just said, you know, in a couple of years, you're going to think back on that. And it was really funny. And in a way, I was just joking there. But I thought at that point in my life at 24, whatever, 25, whatever I was, it was like, okay, so sixth grade isn't probably my, what I need. And so then I got to high school and it was, it was the older, right? Senior, mm -hmm. 15. So I really, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, you binge watch? No. Do you have time? We have five kids. I don't have time to do a whole lot of it. Once they get back to bed and put no, to bed, you're, you're wiped you out. You make the lunches and you do yeah. the laundry. And yeah, no, I go to bed early. I get up and run, though. Oh, in the morning? I get up about 4.30 in the morning oh. and I'm at the Y by 5 so I can get my workout in and then start my day or I go through it and then I get real grouchy. Yeah. So my husband will say sometimes, have you been to Y today? <laughs> I think so you need to go. <laughs> he goes, you know what, I'll take dinner. Why don't you go run for a while? Just go run around the house. Just do laps. <laughs> yes, yes. So I got into running um, probably about 15 years ago. Okay. Something like um, marathon, or not marathons, mini marathons. Oh, okay. In different places. Do you ever have dreams to do a marathon? No, none. Why? Um, well, I kind of, I my goal was to break a 140. Um one One hour and forty minutes. Oh, marathon, got it, got it, got it. half marathon, yeah. and I did that. And so I have. I think that when you get a little older, 
but it's a little bit more taxing on your knees to run outside for that longer period of time. And just I want to continue to run. Yeah. Because of all the training. It's not yeah, just the four is. hours that it would take me or five <laughs> hours. You know, it's the hours and hours building up to it, right? Mm -hmm. But, no, I've had friends who, who, in the last few years, they train, and it's a couple month oh, ordeal. And, and I'm like, I don't have the patience to do all that. I would be the one who would just roll out of bed and go and try it and probably die and die the next day from just being out of shape and hurting if I were to even make it. But I just, that would be more me instead of, okay, this is a three-month commitment for one day. That's just hard for me to I'm just so competitive with myself running-wise. I mean, if I'm on the Y and there's somebody next to me, especially if it's a guy and he's younger than I am, I I mean, I don't care how fast he's going, I'm going to run faster. <laughs> so you subtly glance oh, over oh, and you yeah. see, oh, oh he yeah. has an incline of whatever you, you up your scanning the whole time, oh, yeah. And if there's a girl even much younger than I am, or looks younger than You just want to put him in their place. I do. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, well, you don't have time to binge watch. Do you ever read? Do you like to read or um, find moments? I do like to read. I like to read more historical fiction type okay. um, things. I have not read. I think I read all of the Bill O'Reilly's. Okay. Um, but I really honestly would love to tell you that I sit and read all the time. Oh, I sorry. don't have a lot of time to do that. No, I hang out. I mean, I'm an English teacher, and, and it's hard to – you can literally – it's a, kind of an inside not talked about joke, but what was the last thing you read? And it's usually – feeling things out for curriculum, it's feeling things out for the class, it's, no, when was the last time you read for pleasure? Like, oh, and they can't answer it. And they got a stack of books next to their bed that they're waiting to get through, but they don't have time because they're reading, you know, the other stuff for their job. So I totally understand that. Um, so you said five kids. What's the, the gender breakdown on that? We have, um, we're a blended family, and my mm -hmm. husband has had three, and I had two. So we have two, essentially two second graders, two fourth graders, and a second grader. So our hands are full yes. right now. Are they in, in activities, sports, yes. um, arts, things like that? My, my two are more into, well, my little one's the athlete, um, for sure, of, of the two of them. Um, the other one doesn't like to do a whole lot that requires sweat. So I might have one of those. They, they dance. The older one's into more like drama type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, we're trying to figure out what his little one likes because she kind of flutters back and forth hmm. between things. Um, and then the other two for sure would be basketball. Either. Do you think the one who's kind of wavering back and forth could be influenced by I think an she older could sibling? be. I think she doesn't get a lot of choice sometimes though. Yeah. And, you know, because she's, I feel, always the one that's kind of drugged back mm. and forth between. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> difficult. I can't imagine. I just had a sister. She was younger. Yeah, like I did 17 too, yeah. months. So we were real close. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you like Star Wars or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Why? I do. Well, I um, lived in New Zealand. What? I did. I lived in New Zealand for about three months. Okay. Um, when? Within. When I was in college. After, well, I graduated. I was completed all of my classes, and then I took some grad classes through IU Wilmington okay. um, as part of my master's degree because I was, you know, had a semester of something. Mm -hmm. I needed something to do. and. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting my endorsement in reading. Okay. And then, so part of that was I went over and lived in New Zealand. Um, and when I was there, that was when the Harry Potter series, you know, everybody had been talking about it and talking about it. And I just, I mean, even then I didn't have a whole lot of time to read. So mm -hmm. um, I brought them with me over there. And, and they were, that 
culture at the time was totally infatuated with it as well. So awesome. I read through every single one of them while I was there. It was, it was yeah. awesome. No, they're and good, Lord they're of the Rings. That, was a, that was my follow-up because that, that pretty much sustains yes, their went, economy. Oh, you know, my their, gosh. The tourist industry. Yes, and I went. Um, it's a very, it's an amazing country. Um, they have, yeah, they have tours that you can go mm -hmm. through and see all that stuff. Just Did you know they're making a, a TV show? Are they on Amazon Prime? And it's going to be a episodic, not movies, but new casts, new stories based on Tolkien's characters. Or he had a book called like the Cimmerillion, something like that. It was before supposed to talk about the old days okay. of the early ages before everything we know of with the ring. So it's kind of prequels in a way. Um, but yeah, that, that it just looks beautiful. Oh, it is. It's gorgeous. And their education system is completely set up differently, at least at the elementary level, which is where I was, um, than ours. There's a lot more opportunity for kids to, I hate to use Montessori because it's not that, but um, explore things that they're interested in doing. I mean, they're very flexible on time when kids get to school. You know, there wasn't a bell when you had to be in your seat. They got... They got an hour and a half for lunch and wow. for recess. Wow. And part of that was they did structured games. So they would do relay races and they would do, um, you know, just organized sports. The kids could learn, you know, different sports from all different cultures around the world. You know, rugby, football. Just keeps them engaged. Oh, keeps them, yes, yes. It's not so strict and, gosh. And their bakery, like? um, well, they had a bakery. All They didn't have a cafeteria there, so all the food was ordered from a bakery. So you got to just, they had a just checklist, you got to go and check. Unreal. They had, what a great um, experience. Oh, it was amazing. They had, um, they had tea, because it's in English. English mm -hmm. uh, they had, they have tea time every day for an additional 45 minutes where the kids stop and again get to play. Um, you know, to kind of just run wow. around, do whatever, and the teachers go to the teacher's lounge and, <laughs> yeah. Schooling around the world, that's very interesting because you hear these stories I mean, ever since we were students how America is left behind and different countries are passing us by. Um, I've never heard, I can think of it, I have heard of New Zealand, um, but I'm curious those other countries that supposedly pass us by, what those, you know, oh, their the days were like. way above, way above at their age levels that I had seen in America. Yeah. Sure. And again, that's partly due to the fact that that reading recovery program started in New Zealand. Mary okay. um, Clay founded that, so they all had that. Every teacher was trained in it, and it's it's a very good system. And so they they did have that going for them. But overall, they were much better yeah. um, readers. Than, Interesting. Um, so kind of makes you think. Yeah, I just their rigidness and is it really good? Right. Gosh, I, and with us, there's always, as educators, there's always a new thing that's showing up, a new something, whatever it is, and how we analyze or decipher our standards or curriculums, and then it, it changes. You know, there's a new fad that shows up yeah. a couple years later. Right. They uh, All the teachers got, if you were a first and second year teacher, you got every Friday off, and you got to plan. You get to wow. show up, but you got to sit in a room and just work on getting your curriculum together. So. You have all your, you gain free time then. You gain, so, wow, that's cool. That is very cool. Uh, so if it's Harry Potter, what Hogwarts house would you be in? If we gave you the sorting hat. What do you, what would you want, but what do you think you'd be? I can't even remember what. I know Gryffindor, Slytherin. Mm -hmm. um, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. The, what would you want to be athletic? Was it Ravenclaw? 
The athletic one? Well, I mean, Gryffindor seemed to always win because they had Harry. Harry, that's right. Probably. That's just like what to you be want. Active. That's what yeah. I want. What I would be. No. I don't. Re- I can't remember enough about each one of them. Yeah. To- I need to. Well, Slytherin. The sort of hat to tell you. <laughs> I think Slytherin is considered Sneaky. like the dark side, and, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And I so like, that would be you. I think I would. I want Slytherin. Not to be like a bad guy or villain. Maybe I could change them from the inside. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like a Trojan horse. Type yeah. Thing. You know, like smack Draco around a little bit and, <laughs> and actually, you know, usurp the, the power. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Just the Slytherin and the stigma with it, I think, was always enticing to me. Mm-hmm. Just the, the villains. But I feel like I would end up being a, like Hufflepuff. You know, just this little castaway house that, Bob, you are in Hufflepuff. Fantastic. <laughs> that is exactly what I wanted. Um, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite word? Have you ever given elegant. that any thought? Elegant. Ooh. I have thought about that. And That's I don't really know fast. why. I just, I, I, I feel like I've been asked that before by kids. Because kids ask you the weirdest things, especially when they're eight yeah. nine years old. Yeah. Um, I do. I like the word elegant. It sound elegant. Right. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, what's your greatest fear? Spiders. Like, you just see it does, one, it you turn matter. the light on, and you see it, does it not run? Matter. We get wolf spiders sometimes, mm-hmm. and when I step on it and it crunches, there's an issue. And I normally won't even do that. I'll just scream and scream and scream. Until. So you don't just grab it and then Absolutely. crunch it? I don't touch that, no way. I, uh, yeah. Spiders aren't for me, but but um, my uh, my my ex-wife, yeah, it was bad. Because I worked third shift while I was going back to school to be a teacher. Because I already graduated college, because I was a senior, so I had to go back. And I was working for the Journal Gazette, working third shift. And so I'd sleep during the day or early at night, you know. And one time she woke me up. Need to come downstairs. Why? There's a spider. And so. I was getting up for work in two hours, but I had to come kill a spider. The fear is real. It is. It's, it's paralyzing. You, you know what I mean? Just anything with eight legs. Eight. Way too many. Was an octopus scary? I think they could have scary. I think if it was coming after you? Yes. See, I don't think snakes bother me. I don't want to hold it. I don't want to pet it. I respect it. But there's something about the way they move. Mm-hmm. And when you see them in water, because they can totally... We do get we around have a pond, or like a Ooh. I don't know if we water. We've got an area behind our house that's got water in our lake, and um, they I have seen them. They do when they put their head yep. above the and if water. they are coming right at you, mm-hmm. you probably won't even see that little nubbin of a head, but you'll see everything sliding behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that kind of gives me the the chills. But I mean, I've I've jumped out of airplanes. Heights don't bother me. Um, no heights bother me. You know, it just well, that's a way to get rid of them. You know, you're hanging on to the the strut, and then you just let go. <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, this is a fun one for the, the kids. On a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? How weird am I? What do you think? What do you think you are? But then maybe, what do you think others perceive you as? That's a great question. I think I'm probably a five, which is not the answer that everybody would want to hear, I guess. Oh, I feel like right. I definitely have some weirdness. I am like organization. I enjoy, I love the summertime, but I like going back to work because I like the schedule and I like the structure. Um, 
I eat some weird food. Yeah. My husband thinks I'm a rabbit. Um, okay. I can totally go and I'm very strict on the types of foods that I do eat, I guess. Okay. Um, weird, I know weird. So let's have. see, your husband thinks think you're a little weird. Or is it just about not personality, more, but just about food? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, students? Do they do they think you're kooky? Do they think you're? What do you think? I think they I think? say things, and they don't know if they should laugh. For me, I, I'm just heavy sarcasm. Oh, I'm and very I, I've I've had too. to modify that a little bit from what I was used to with older uh -huh. students, but um, now some of the some of the things happen, and I'll I'll respond sarcastically and. And some will just like sit there, others will just start laughing. And so it's just, maybe it's not, maybe it's too advanced. Maybe they're not getting it yet. But sarcasm is important. It is very It is important. very, it's like another it language. Is. I honestly think that that can be considered a, not foreign language, but a, you know, I think it's a a one of the multiple intelligences if you can pick up on it. Right. Quick-wittedness. Totally, because you have to understand it. You have to think of it on multiple levels, mm -hmm. the intonation, the, the timing of what's going on. I hadn't thought about that. That was really, yeah. yeah. Um, what are you not very good at? Not very good at public speaking. <laughs> so funny because I'm a teacher. Well, I guess people I'm, that are my age and older, I'm not. I, d I don't enjoy being part of were you, um, was there something that happened? No. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just that fear of messing up or that fear of failure or... People judging? Is it maybe. them judging yeah. you? or Because I feel like I've been successful at pretty much everything. I haven't had a big downfall of something that I really tried hard for you and got been it. let down. Other than my sister breaking my... Right. I was, was going to come back to that, actually. <laughs> I've been waiting to call back that. But, um, and so it's probably would be that. Okay. Okay. Well, public speaking, that's a true that's anxiety. One public, or number one. Uh, Jada on, on, on a number two podcast, she said, uh, you know, test taking. Okay. Oh, you know, there, that's a legit test anxiety. And we can preach about ways to study and minimalize it, but, you know, it, it was... It is, you see it, you know, and I've seen it for years, that it can just totally make them, uh, I know this, but I just can't figure it out, just calm down, but you're judging me, you know, it's just yeah. one of those things, I'm like, the real world's judgy, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's not maybe so much the material um, that's important long term, it's how you overcome those fears, overcome those struggles um, that you can learn from, because I remember teaching Macbeth, Shakespeare, and some kids would struggle, and I tell them, and their parents would go, "This isn't important to graduate." You know what I mean? But you struggle with this. This is a 400-year-old language. It's English, but it's 400 years old, and it's hard. But by the end, you're making sense with it. It's just you overcome. It's just like getting a, um, a high school diploma or even a GED at the end. It just shows you completed it, and you. And we were talking about that off off mic, but it's just something to, to finally finish it. You know, and so that's that's important. Mm -hmm. It's important to overcome things. We are almost done. We uh we kind of got off track a little bit, but I think that's okay. Yeah. As long as you have time. Yeah. Um, is there anything that people seem to, or you perceive that people just misunderstand about you? Do you feel like, and I don't, I'm not strictly saying you know students or coworkers or people in your throughout your whole life. Was there something that's just like they seem to just not get me? pertaining to this particular thing? I'm super driven. 
so I'm a task completer and nothing stands in my way of completing a task. Okay. I know sometimes that that has put um, me in some bad situations because, you know, I need to stop and take a break and I don't. And I push and I push and I push till I get it done, I would say. And then for health issues that are just, yeah, that uh, o- o- you know, over, uh, over stimulated yes. mind and, yes. and you just wear out and it, yes. it's like those movies, you know, yes. growing up where somebody's just goes, just pushes, pushes and pushes and they I just run out. a personality for sure. Gotcha. And when people see that about you, what are you fearful of that they're coming back to judge you? Like we were talking about with the test taken. Um, I guess I really hadn't thought about that. Because they see you as that driven person, and that's what you are. So they're not necessarily probably misunderstanding you. goes back. It probably is, just makes it worse on me because then I feel like, okay, I completed that task successfully and go back to that. There is going to be a time in my life where there's going to be something big that I'm not going to be able to do. And is that hard for you? Oh, yeah. I can tell right now oh, yeah. you're talking about it. It's like oh, yeah. this moment. It's inevitable. It's like it's our kids are going to move out at some point. My daughter's gonna get married and yeah. leave me, you know. But there, there are mo- you looked like that was a problem. Yeah, that this is a soul searching moment I that know. I know. that you're just you don't I mean, want it to come. I mean, you're talking about that. I've never really had any. Like I said, I've never really put my mind to do something and not had it work out. Do you feel like? And that's really hard to say because every interview that I've gone on, other than like one other small little thing, I've got. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, are you, do you feel lucky or do you feel like, no, you've earned it? You know what I mean? It, I a combination like of something. It. Yeah. And I that's where it. any challenge that comes along, you feel like you can over overcome it. But if somebody's undefeated like you are, that streak's going to end. I wouldn't say undefeated. But, but in the same mindset of, you know, uh, the UConn girls basketball that was winning for like yes. years and years and years, at some point that was going to end. Yes. And it did. Yeah. You know, and it was a big story, but then they bounced right back. And so if you are, if you fail at this one thing or it doesn't work out, it's not going to diminish, you know, diminish you. You'll be able to, you're still that same person. Yes, I am. And I mean, I am a Christian. I go to church. I, you know, read the Bible. You know, that's something that goes on in our house quite Mm -hmm. a bit. And so I, you know, I know that that's not... God says I am who I am. It's not necessarily, you know, coming from these outside things. But there, like I said, there, and I have definitely went through, you know, some struggles in my life. Um, that you've had to rely on. Yes, your, definitely your, rely on my faith. And, and I think faith. that I was put in those positions to learn that I had to rely on my faith and I couldn't do everything all on yeah. my own. But, you know, I always, I feel like through all of those, I landed on my feet better than I was where I had started. So, right. So you, you grew. Yes. You know, you're a better So maybe those would count person. as failures. I guess I don't look at them as failures because... I wouldn't count that as a failure. I think that it was an obstacle. Yeah. You know, a, a rough patch that you persevered and pushed through. And it's things that we preach to the students all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you went through it. I went through things, you know, and it's, it's that where you do feel... What, I quoted... Keep going back. When I talked to Kellen Ferguson... That uh, Kelly Clarkson had that song. Uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. stronger. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, totally. And and you know, going through different situations, songs just had a completely different meaning for me. Um, on the radio, it's like mm-hmm. they're kind of singing to me. 
in a weird way. Do you know what I kind of oh, mean? Oh, yeah. When you hear them I now, never they that. take you back to exactly where exactly. you were at that time in your and life. And you're Music thinking about amazing. it. Oh, I instantly think about my first car, probably when I was driving into, into in, uh, Wildcat and see you. Uh, it was a, I had an 88 Mazda. I had a crank little sunroof and that I did. a detachable stereo face. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. You had to that push it off. Take it with you. Yeah, you just would steal it. it. Yeah. Yes. Which was probably longer than my shorts were <laughs> once they were in the pocket. Yes. But, uh, but no, I, it, it, yeah. I hear one song and I think about me and my eight buddies just cranking out a little car driving down the country road. No, and it just instantly. I think smells could do that too. Oh, but sure. I don't really. You know, I think they say that so. smell is your strongest sense connected to memory. I really? Think I, um, I remember Obsession. Yes. CK1. Cool water. Cool water, cologne. Cool. Cool no, CK1 was big. Yeah, it was. Eternity, all the Calvin Klein ones were really big. Yeah. Or Aqua Digio was a big one. Oh, I, I worked at the Perfume Counter oh. at Macy's while I worked at Wildcats. I worked at LSRs. Did you? And you're, while you were doing Wildcat? Yes, I did a year and a half. I was hired in as a Boulder holiday help. Yeah, that's And I then was I stuck around for a year and a half, so I went through two uh, two holidays. And so I would just float around down in the men's sections. I did uh, shoes once, women's shoes, so I was upstairs once. But otherwise, I, I mean, it was literally, gosh, I would just fold and walk around and talk to people and everybody just liked me and the two my two managers loved me but they loved me and we, we and I did theater and they liked theater and we just really bonded but I just remember I was having dreams right when I quit that I punch in a clock and then I would hide I'm like okay I need to be done here I need to be it done gives here. you a better appreciation there for people who have to fold stuff I, can't I still I still refold when I go out you know, and my kids are, we're looking, uh -huh. I, I don't spend a ton of time, but I'm like, oh, here, quickly fold this. Yeah. I fold my shirts the same way I folded at the store. But I did that probably when I was 18, 19, 20. Mm -hmm. So I was still wildcat now. But probably in the summer, I probably pulled back if I was doing wildcat. But that's funny. I didn't know you were there, too. Yeah. But it was, uh, I was there before they did the renovations. For okay. For Macy's. Yeah. Um, this has gone on way longer, so I hope that oh. that's okay. Um, the final, I guess the final question, because we kind of did the other stuff. Um, I end the, this one with the kids. If you could ask me anything, if you wanted to learn anything about me, maybe I'm not as mysterious um, with coworkers. What would be the single most pivotal moment of your life? Fantastic. <laughs> See, I put you on the spot. Now I'm on one. Pivotal moment. It's kind of the same. I got two, but they're kind of connected in the same way, where I gave up my dream for a girl. Uh, senior year high school in the spring, I got the lead in the musical Oklahoma, and this girl I had a crush on, who I'd known since middle school, um, she was the other lead. And the, guy, uh, the director was like, but you can't do baseball. And baseball is my life. And I remember legitimately getting on the phone in the band room, calling my dad, and I started crying. And I couldn't tell you the last time I cried at that point because I was 18. And I said, I don't know what, what to do. I said, baseball is everything. But I, I felt like I 
have to do this show. And so I, I resolved it in my head that, okay, I'm not playing college ball. I had a good arm, but I never really worked at it. No one really pushed me to, so I wish I had got pushed a little sooner. I could have gone IPW, I think. Um, but uh, I'm not going to do this forever. And, and theater is something that I really enjoy. I'm good at. And I could keep doing it. Who knows? So I quit baseball my senior year when I was going to get varsity. And I ended up marrying this woman. And I had kids. And we were together for 18 years, kind of dating and stuff. Um, so I think that's probably the easiest. The second would be, like I said earlier, when I, I realized I didn't want to be a journalist because of the family that I didn't have yet, but I knew that I'd want to be a dad. Um, so I'll take the, the play when I gave up baseball for, for a girl. I don't know if that's corny or romantic no, or, or what, but it was really, it was really rough. Really rough. Now, where did you go to high school? New Haven. Okay. Yeah. Grew up in New Haven, and I did two years at IPFW, transferred to Bloomington, about two, and graduated, but we lived the last year in Indy, so I would just drive down to Bloomington. Um, got married, well, we were married, and then graduated, and I moved back up here, and instantly, one month after graduating, I went back in school nice. during the day to get my English. We used to want to pay Sally back, did you? Sally. Sally, um, what was the... the uh, the student loans. Wasn't it Sally oh. Day? Sally, wasn't it Sally Gosh. Day? That was a big one. Everybody was going. We were going through. Fannie Mae's chocolate. And so, Freddie Mac is that. Freddie Mac. That's, that's, that's what. I, okay, something different. I'm pretty sure it was, <laughs> it was Sally Mae or something like that. I don't know. But as long as you're in school, you didn't have to pay back. That sounds familiar. Sally yes. May. The 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 stipulation. Because mm -hmm. some people would just kind of keep going and, and just. Yeah. Uh, but the no money, interest. no, the money. I mean, back when we were undergrads, it was under two hundred dollars a credit hour, oh, and yeah. so it's still six hundred dollars a class, seven hundred with books. Now it's like two fifty, almost three hundred, and that's not grad, that's undergrad. So it's seven fifty, nine hundred dollars maybe for a class, for a class. I know, and then it makes you wonder: when you graduate, are you going to be making the kind of money that is going to warrant the degree that you right. Have? Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And that, that's stuff to think about, stuff to talk to your guidance counselors about in high school next year, kids. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I don't have to make those choices right now. But no, for teachers, you know, do you go back to school for administration or guidance? Okay, well, then what's the office? How much is that going to cost out of pocket? And then how long to get a job? How long to make it back? You know, so you're just floating that debt. Are they going to pay? They used to. Uh, they did. When I went back and got mine, they did. Yeah. But. My old district, uh, I got my, my master's, and then they cut it off a few years after that where it wasn't an automatic. So, uh, great. All right. Thank well, you so much. I appreciate it. Um, please subscribe to the Eagle's Nest podcast, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks.